It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can the Auburn Tigers stop this electric LSU offense? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Crane Kick Thursday as we're joined by Jake Crane of Crane and Company. This will be a lot more subdued than the last time we chatted, <laughs> Jake. Yeah, uh, I, I did want to, want to say something about that. Um, sure. You know, first off, Zach, you you know me. Uh, you know, a lot of people in Auburn, I'm sure, listen to the show, uh, know me, and I, I'm not here to uh, apologize for anything. And and I, what I wanted to say is, uh, number one, if you think me and Charlie Five hate each other, like it's like we literally the minute the show ended, we're we're chopping it up after uh, right. talking about maybe running into each other at the Iron Bowl. Um, but I do want to say, uh, some people didn't like the way that I that that I went about it. Um, but but I'll tell you this much, uh. I'm always going to defend myself. I didn't want I didn't want the debate to go that way. Uh, I even prefaced it with saying I didn't want to, you know, make it personal. I wanted it to be about the substance, the adjustments um that we talked about. But 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 I I will say this. Um you know, once once it did get personal, I I'm one of those people where like th- just like this is what you do. This is what I do for a living. This is this is how I put food on my family's table is how I take care of my wife, how I take care of our animals, how I pay our mortgage and things like that. So w- when I get called out about my ability to do that job uh, I'm gonna defend myself now you can like that you can you can not like that people go about things different ways and look when when we were renegotiating with Colin Cowherd in the volume and they wanted to sign us to a two-year deal and then Ben Shapiro reached out I knew I would catch some hell from people just because obviously the Daily Wire is seen as a, a political place even though we really don't get political outside of men and women's sports. So I, I I'm gonna catch hate regardless if, if I defended myself or not um, and I'm fine with that. Uh, but but I did but I did think it was it was actually quite surprising to me and uh, the overwhelming positive response I got from a lot of people that you know actually listened to the beginning of the interview and and saw the way that it went and why it went the way it did. So look, um, I I know who I am. You you know who I am. Uh, I started this show from nothing. I started it from the ground and and have tried to build it into, into something special. And we've come a really long way. So I have a lot of work to do. Um, but I mean. Some of some of the things that that I got sent, um, some things that my wife got sent, uh, you know, people a lot of people hide behind a keyboard. A lot of people are tough behind yeah. a keyboard. Um, but that's the internet. That that's the society we live in. But you know, if if you didn't like the way I went about it, you know, again, I'm, I'm not here to apologize. I'm I'm always going to defend myself, and we can agree to disagree there. But when I when I get called out about what I do for a living and how I provide for my family, you best believe I'm going to defend myself. And if you want to try and embarrass me about what I I don't know a lot. There's a lot of people who know a lot more football than me. Right. Um, but you're going to try and embarrass me at what I do. Then I'm going to flip the script and and I'm going to bury you. And that's that's what I, I did, what I felt like I, I had to do. And, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I enjoyed hearing what both of you guys had to say this past Thursday. Yeah. And we I, like each other. That's the funny part. Like everybody. Yeah, sure. there were people that were so mad about that. And me and Charlie were over here laughing. Like, I mean, you were you were on with us after. It well, just, people were calling me out like, oh, my gosh, you're pulling these two Auburn men against each other. And I'm like, they're probably closer now. They Like, no, d- d- like most of my friends are guys that I got in fights with. 
Like that's yeah. typically how that works, especially in in men. But like the you have this one side of Auburn that just just can't stand me because of where I work at. And that's fine. If I wouldn't have said anything and just took it, that it called me soft, that it said, oh, you know, this, that, and the other. Look, in, in this business, you're going to get called things. Some people just didn't like the way that it went, and I understand that too. You're entitled to your opinion. And, and like sure. I said, I love dissent, but there's a, right. there's a big one this weekend. we got to move on. Yeah, all right. So let, let, let's talk about this, which is what we talked mm -hmm. about this past Thursday, what Auburn should have done, rather than differing opinions on that. Let's talk about what Auburn should do this Saturday. This LSU offense is electric. Jaden Daniels. I think he should be the Heisman favorite right now, honestly, yeah. with what he's done statistically and how electric his play is. If you're Auburn's defensive coordinator, Ron Roberts, how do you stop and attack this LSU offense, Jake? Well, look, and and I think what Ron's done this year, I mean, overall with what he's had, look, there's been a lot of smart coaches that that have that have looked meager because you didn't have the personnel. There's been a lot of coaches that aren't very smart that look like geniuses because they just had better players yeah. than the other team. This is a game that's that's won by players while coaches watch and talk about it. I, I agree with what Coach Reese said. I, you're not going to stop, LSU. You're not going to turn the faucet completely off. There's some things you can do to mitigate it, but really what it comes down to, and, and I hate this term, being the defensive guy that I am, but sometimes, I mean, you just got to call it like you, like you see it. It's bend but don't break. How many right. field goals can you hold LSU to? Because regardless of if you if you – rush three and drop eight and give Jaden Daniels time. He's going to find a way, whether that's with his legs, whether that's Brian Thomas Jr., Malik Neighbors, or Mason Taylor, or one of these other aliens they got running around at the skill position. If you want to pressure, you're going to have to be skinny in the back end, which a 50-50 ball against these guys, as good as Auburn's secondary is, uh, is, is pretty much a 60-40 ball at best against you. If you want to bring zone pressure, that's great. I, there may not be right now, Zach. I, I, I have a hard time finding a better offense than what LSU has right now. You could say USC, okay. I'll take LSU's offensive line over USC. And even though that, that LSU has two losses, Jaden Daniels right now, here's you want to know like the, the honest truth of like what has to happen. You have to find a way to hold them to field goals. They're right. still going to score touchdowns. You've obviously got to score with them. But this is something where like Jaden Daniels runs straight up and down. Okay, Jaden Daniels puts himself in harm's way a lot, and they even got a great backup in Nussmeyer. The only way, and I'm not saying I want this at all. I am. I do not root for injuries. But if, if Jaden Daniels is out there, it's going to be really, really hard, even in the red zone, to stop him. I think you just try and mix it up as much as possible. I mean, yeah. you throw a deep bag at him, and you know, hope you know they they just don't slice you for 45. Right, and you got to keep them off the field, and you've got to have long. That's drop. another no, way. The new okay. clock rule, right? right. You can, but again, I mean, Auburn is so one-dimensional right now on offense, and it's not just on Peyton Thorne. You have to have some wide receivers on the outside step up and start making plays. Like Camden Brown, you got to come on, man. We just can't keep seeing pictures of you in the offseason and how good you look and then not come out here and make any plays. It'll open up fair weather. It'll open up that run game even more. But, I mean, I just don't, Zach, I don't think Auburn can win in a track meet against LSU on the no road. Way. I don't feel like that's the recipe for Auburn to win this game 51-48. to 48. I just don't see it. What do you think about the pass rushing element from Auburn's point of view? So Daniels, uh, on 26% of his passes, he's under mm -hmm. pressure. That's according to Pro Football Focus. And that's not counting when he's under pressure and he runs the ball. This is when he actually throws a pass. So that, that number's a little bit higher as far as total snaps go, Jake. Do you think this is a scenario where Auburn has to circle this and say, hey, we've got to get home 
on this dude and four second and long or third and long consistently and just kind of hope he throws one up there and makes a mistake and Auburn's defensive back is able to take over? Well, I, I think it's just got to be more than one thing. Like, I, I don't think there sure. is there is one, you know, simple answer of of how to stop Jaden Daniels. Because here's the way I look at it, Zach. Like, you can say, all right, going into this game, let's just heat them up. Let's just heat them up. Let's walk guys up. Let's throw a Dr. Seuss book at them. But it creates two problems. One, that means you're skinny in the back end. You're going to be in man, zero. You know, you can do some man-free stuff. Right. I'm not talking about fire zones. I'm talking about true. Let's bring the thunder. Let's play. Let's our secondary is our best defensive position group. Yeah. Let's play man behind it. If he slips that, which Jaden Daniels is as slippery as it gets, and he and he realizes it's man or he gets past you when you do blitz, he will take off and score from 80 yards out. This right. isn't a guy that's going to run and go get 12 yards and then run out of bounds. The second thing is if you're going to play man, if you're going to play up. Obviously, any false step, any bad move by a defensive back with Brian Thomas Jr., with Malik Neighbors, with these guys they have, they can hit the home run. And if you play off, you play off man, you play press bail, things like that, and they catch the ball underneath and you don't have any help, you have to be able to make that tackle or they are gone. And another thing, if you want to bring everybody or you want to run stunt, do all these things, like they pop a run and it gets to the second level, it's gone. Right. Like there's there's no help. So to me, I mean, you just it's just got to be. It's almost one of those put the play call sheet up there, close your eyes, and throw a dart at it each time. Like you just have to be totally different and hope you catch them screwing up, or hope they get a holding penalty and and you know they got to throw a screen or that you can hem him up. There's just not a easy answer. This is like trigonometry. This isn't this isn't just you know basic division. Yeah, I got you. All right, what should Auburn fans' realistic expectations be against LSU this weekend? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. That line right now hovering around 11. If you think Auburn can pull it off or if you think Auburn has no chance, head over to FanDuel.com slash Locked on. Right now is a great time to join FanDuel. New customers get $200 and bonus bets, regardless of if you win or lose, it's guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And of course, the app's easy to use. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and a ton more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get going with all of your winnings. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Frisky Whiskey is the best place to buy all of your alcohol, whether it's beer, whether it's wine, whether it's bourbon or vodka or tequila, doesn't matter what it is. They've got you covered. 10,000 square feet of selection and price. The cost of Frisky Whiskey is going to be way lower than anywhere in the state of Alabama. There's tax laws. And look, the great thing is, is it's right on the border of Alabama and Georgia. So if you're in the Auburn, Opelika, County area, head over there. If you're in Atlanta driving into a game to come see the Auburn Tigers, be sure to stop at Frisky Whiskey. It's right off of I-85. Type in Frisky Whiskey in your phone's GPS, and they will take you there. Jake Crane, our guest on this Thursday. If you had to lean one way or the other with Auburn plus 11, LSU minus 11, where are you right now? What should expectations be for the Auburn fan base this Saturday? Well, look, I mean, it's the, the fan in me. Uh, obviously, I want Auburn to win. 
Uh, there's no, without a doubt, I, I would love to be wrong about what I think is going to happen and for Auburn to win. But, you know, that the analyst in me, I, I just look at it. You, know, you look at it from a 30,000 foot view. Yeah. I think Auburn's going to be able to move the ball. I, I just don't see a way. And, and the Auburn defense has been carrying the weight of this team pretty much the whole year. Right. I don't see a way in which they can, they can shut LSU down enough outside of LSU turning the ball over a couple times, you know, maybe blocking a punt, doing something on special teams, LSU having a bunch of penalties, where Auburn can slow LSU down enough on the scoreboard to be able to score enough to win. And people say, oh, well, LSU's defense is awful. You're right. LSU's defense is awful. They've been bad all year, especially against the pass. Yeah. Auburn is not a great passing team. So Auburn has been very one-dimensional offensively, and who knows? Maybe this is the game where they break out, and God knows I hope they do. I hope Peyton Thorne throws for 500 yards and Auburn scores 130 points. But I saw Peyton Thorne on the road at Cal. I saw Peyton Thorne on the road at Texas A&M. And if you think it's bad at Cal, or you think it's bad at Kyle Field, Death Valley at night is basically Mordor. They are there are orcs being born in the mud as the games are going on. Yet you are you are getting flicked off by kids that were playing with Legos legitimately for fun three hours ago. That place is not an easy place to play. I know a, a lot of people want to lean back on this Auburn LSU series is always crazy. Feels like it's always tight. This is the biggest mismatch as bad as LSU's defense has been that LSU will have over Auburn. I continue to say this weekly. Hugh Freeze right now is bringing a butter knife to a gunfight, and he's hanging in it, All right, which is a credit to him and his staff. That doesn't mean we can't be critical. That doesn't mean we can't say, hey, we should have made this adjustment or you could have made this adjustment. But in, in totality, in reality, two things can be true at once, right? They're doing an incredible job. I just don't see a way, and it may be tight for a while, all right? But at some point, LSU is just too good offensively. This may be the best offense in the country. I just don't see a way in which Auburn, not saying they won't get some stops, but how they can get enough stops to be able to to keep this game within 13 to 14 points. This feels like an LSU, you know, 41-24 type game to me. Yeah, and I could see that. I think there's two, the two most likely scenarios, Jake. LSU scores two touchdowns in the first five minutes, and it's like, oh my gosh, Auburn just can't crawl their way out of the hole, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Or it's tied at 24 going into the fourth quarter, and then just they can't keep Jane Daniels off the field, and they mm-hmm. score three or four times in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you're going to have to catch some breaks. Worse. Yeah, I mean, you right. have to catch some breaks when you go on the road in the SEC in general, let alone when you're year one. With with and, and I'm not trying to hit on the players, but Hugh Freeze is bringing in better players than than Auburn has overall right now. Right. Um. So yeah, you, you're gonna have to catch some breaks. Look, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. LSU is due for a bad game offensively. Like mm-hmm. they are kind of due. Like football is very cyclical. Like there's always those two to three games, even the most elite offenses. I mean, we see it in in basketball. I've seen the Warriors not shoot good before i've seen the chiefs struggle on offense right i watched the braves not be able to score run till the past the sixth inning of the second game in the nlds after having a historic offensive year so if auburn catches lsu in one of those moments 
Can they take advantage? That's best case, in my opinion. Where do you sit on this LSU team? I've compared them to 2014 Auburn a few times throughout this week. Won a bunch last year. They bring a ton of stuff back, and they're projected to win all of these things, and they lose two games earlier than they expected to. Emotionally, how do you think that impacts this? And also, I mean, this is a team that they're feel it feels like they've got to score 40 points every week to win. I don't yeah. think I don't think Auburn's going to be able to score into the 40s. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, like you said a second ago. But they also went on the road to Oxford and lost. They went on the road to Columbia, played a close game midway through the second half. Emotionally, this team's got to be tired to some extent, right? How does that help Auburn? Well, you know, there's there's two different prisms to look at it. Uh, they already have two losses, and and I still think if LSU were to run the table and then let's say beat Georgia in the SEC championship they game, I, I still think they get in because yeah. uh, I think there's going to be a lot of cannibalization that happens in the Pac-12. I, I think those there's this four to five week stretch where everybody's just playing against everybody uh, right. that's that's worth anything out there. One prism is LSU realizes they cannot screw up again, so that there is no there is never a lack of focus. They understand, they get it. Or two, it's this is somewhat of a, a not that Auburn and LSU is ever a sandwich game, but I don't think that they're looking at Auburn in the same light they looked at Missouri in last week. I, I don't think they're looking at Auburn in the same light they looked at Ole Miss, and I don't think they're looking at Auburn in the same light as when they go to Bama or when they go. I believe I, I believe it's to Texas A and um, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. And Auburn, there may be a little bit of a chance to sneak up, but I would rather if. if you know, if I'm Auburn, I would rather LSU be undefeated right now. Mm. I, I would rather them be undefeated. But I tell you who they remind me of, Zach. Every team that Lincoln Riley basically has ever had. That's who they remind me of. Sure. With, with Alex Grinch. Going yeah. back to Oklahoma, elite offense. Elite offense. Good offensive line, right? You can run the ball better than what people think. Incredible at quarterback. Incredible to skill position. Absolutely atrocious defensively. Yeah. I mean, this LSU team, Zach, I, I, I've watched them, you know, they started in their three, four stuff, their three down, which typically turns into four down, once you snap the ball. But now they, you know, obviously they had some health problems with the D line coach, which obviously condolences, you know, and, and, and quick, you know, recovery for him, but they had to bring in Pete Jenkins. who's basically like the Gandalf, a defensive line in Louisiana. He's like 170 years old and they go to a four down and Missouri's good offensively, but I mean, Missouri just ran through them like the plague. I mean, everything was working. So at this point, I, I mean, I'm starting to question the personnel. Like, I thought maybe this was just a, a true mindset thing. Maybe some of these guys just aren't as good as, as what they thought. So, um, I, I just, again, it, it reminds me of every team that Lincoln Riley's had, and Auburn's got to be able to take advantage. Like, you can't, you can't go out there and just, oh, no, there's a little bit of a pass rush. I'm going to fold it. I'm going to shut it down. You've got to always be moving forward and keeping them off the sidelines. So, they just remind me of, of a Lincoln Riley coach team, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so I, I think long drives are the key in this, mm -hmm. Jake. And, and we'll discuss a few stats about this in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. If you want to hire folks, LinkedIn Jobs is the place to go. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So you've got to check out our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. And give you all the screening tools and anything you need to help set your business up for future success. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. 
That's linkedin.com slash locked on calls to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall is the best place to buy all of your Auburn swag, all of your Auburn officially licensed merchandise. You want to look good for game day. Alumni Hall is the place to do it. Uh, whether you're you're shopping for a man or a woman or a child or an animal or your walls or a desk, they've got three physical locations in Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County. Opelika is in Tigertown. Uh, the Auburn location is off of South College Street, just next to downtown Auburn. And they also have a location in Huntsville, too. And if you're like, dang it, I don't live anywhere near those, you can head over to alumnihall.com. Alumnihall.com or any of their three physical locations. Thank you so much to Alumni Hall for sponsoring Locked on Auburn. Jake Crane, our guest, final few minutes as we break down Auburn and LSU and this, this tough one, this tough one for the Auburn Tigers. But when you look at it, LSU is allowing 5.04 yards per rush on the season, Jake. And when you look at Auburn, they are fourth in the SEC in yards per rush this season with 4.8 and I just think this Auburn offense has really struggled in a few different ways, but a, a big one is third down because it's always third and seven or more, and this just isn't yep. what that offense is. And I think there's going to be a mentality shift. I'm hoping there's a mentality shift similar to what we saw against Georgia, running the ball in early downs to, to set up Peyton Thorne and the rest of this offense for convertible third downs consistently because I think that's going to be crucial. When you look at it, LSU is second to last in the SEC in opponents' plays per drive allowed. Only SC, uh, only USC, South Carolina, has more than that. So LSU is allowing over six plays per opponent per drive. Not a whole lot of three and outs. I think that's Auburn, a lot. That's a lot yeah, of plays. It is. it is, and so not a whole lot of three and outs. And I think that's kind of what's hindered this Auburn offense because they haven't been able to stay on the field as much. They should be able to stay on the field longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, unless there's just a breakdown because Baton Rouge is intimidating. Uh, I, I think they should, if they're going to win, that's what they're going to have to do, Jay, because they're going to have to get multiple third downs on every drive and keep Jaden Daniels off the field. Without a doubt. So so here's, Auburn should be able to run the ball. Like, here's the question. Sure. We know Auburn's best at running the ball. LSU's defense knows Auburn's best at running the ball. So when, when Auburn goes out there and they're running the ball well early and LSU says, okay, we are going to stack the box, which doesn't mean you shut down the run totally, but it stops being as effective. And you get into those third and fours, right? And those third and fives, and you still have the threat of the run. How well can Auburn pass in the short game and then take a couple shots over the top and, and be effective, right? Because if Auburn just cannot, you know, pee a drop in the passing game, it's not going to work. Like, yeah. like it's eventually it's just over time, it's just not going to work or it's going to work for a little bit. Then LSU is going to get a lead and then you're not going to be able to catch back up to them because it's not working. Yeah. So I expect the run game to work. I expect if LSU just comes out and plays everything even uh, or even if they come out and play a little bit heavy against the run, depending on the personnel grouping and it's still not working, and then they go super heavy. You got to have a change up. Obviously, we all know that. But I do think if Auburn's going to hit some big plays, you may need to pitch backwards a little bit in this game. Like, even when the run game's working on first down and they want to get heavy and, and they want to bring pressure from the secondary and the safeties, you know, now that's when you got that one-on-one -on -one shot down the field where you may be able to hit that 70-yard pass play that you haven't hit. And at worst case, 
they know that you'll throw it deep. You and them both know that you'll throw it deep. And sometimes the thought of something presents, prevents the action of something else, which can help continue to open up the run game. So Auburn's going to have success, I think, running the ball. I, I think that's a given. Sure. But when it comes down to it throughout the game, on those third and threes when everybody in Louisiana is in the box, right, are those third and fours or those third and fives, can you throw it in the intermediate and short game enough or play action and run your bluff stuff? Hugh Freeze has some great, like bluffs off split zone actions where you're hitting guys in the fat, the flats off play action movements. Like it's that, that bag needs to be unveiled this weekend. I, and I think it will, if Auburn can do that, they can score some points and like really, really use that strategy. But if they can't and LSU adjusts and they, and they don't have a way to combat that eventually LSU is going to get too far ahead for Auburn to catch up. Cause then you have to start throwing it. Right, yeah. like to be able to, when you're down multiple multiple scores. So right, that's kind of the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, t- talking about stretching the field, that's kind of where I get really concerned about this game because there's just nobody in this receiving room. I'm like, yes, that's the guy I'm gonna throw to yeah. more than 20 yards downfield. And like by default, yeah, it's kind of become Shane Hooks, I think. But until Shane Hooks puts it all together, which he has not done up to this point. I'm not like super fired up about anybody. It seems like that's what you brought Jair Shorter in to do, but he's not playing that much. And I think he's only got one catch on the year. So it's just who. I mean, can Batie, how well does Batie catch the ball? Like, put him out there. That cat, look, that dude is, man. Look, that dude can play and he runs heavy for a little guy. Here's the thing though, Zach, like, it just feels like, you know, if Auburn goes out there and has like a, a 10, 11 play drive where you're like, you're you're just you're you're forcing you know third and threes you're getting them it's yeah. you're struggling but you're getting them and you go and then you score a touchdown everybody's so excited and then LSU gets in and scores in like two plays like from eighty yards you just can't turn into that you know of of give up the big play I need think over the course of a game though that would become an issue right I mean oh well without a doubt yeah yeah you apart, just get behind but, too much like right. this does not anybody out there. That's saying this needs to be a track meet. I'm telling you, it does not need to be a track meet. LSU is a fast-paced basketball team that wants to get the rebound and run. Auburn needs to get the ball, take their time going up the court. Hey, let's run a few actions, get low in the shot clock, and see if we can't win, you know, in in a low-scoring, quote-unquote, low-scoring game. Yeah, I just got fired up, spilled water everywhere, so let's wrap this up. Jake, how can people check out everything that you've got going on? Yeah, uh, well, it's it's easy. Uh, just go to YouTube. It's Crane and Company, C-R-A-I-N-N uh, Company. We're live each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8, uh, uh, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. It's a lot harder to say than what you would think. Uh, it's on so fast sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on right. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find it there. Really easy to locate. Even if yeah. you're pissed off, like it's, it's fun. We have a good time. So, uh, yeah, come hang out. Yeah, find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.